just in time for the World Cup to have already started comes this episode of Why Theory on sports, ideology, enjoyment, and contradiction. Todd and I are huge sports fans and tease an episode on sports and theory all the way back in our first episode on theories of comedy. We hope this conversation is worth the wait. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Welcome to this new episode of Why Theory. Um, I am your host, as always, uh, Ryan Angley. Todd, how are you? Hi, Ryan. I'm good. Today, um, we are doing a World Cup preview where we're not going to talk about the World Cup. And uh, this is all about sports in theory, which you will have noticed uh, from the title of the episode. And we're going to start from this um, simple, I guess, uh, simplistic statement that is going to be the genesis for the rest of our conversation, which is that um, sport in theory is an important thing to think about together because sports uh, bring people into theory and into politics who otherwise uh, would not be consciously thinking they were engaging in such things. Um, It's very, um, one of the more obvious examples, uh, contemporary, not to date this podcast, is um, the anthem protests that are happening in uh, the NFL and other sports. Um, And it sort of shows you that not that oh, this is sports becoming political, but it's an act that shows you how political sports are, like just imminently. And there are, of course, a lot of historical examples. But this is where we want to start, which is that sports brings people into theory and politics who otherwise would uh, not think that they're a part of that. Yeah, I think that. So Jackie Robinson is the great example. Yes. Of this, right. Like yeah. you pointed out to me earlier that if you're a Brooklyn Dodgers fan in the 40s and, you know, you're just sort of. You know, you're 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 a sort of all lives matter right. member of the time. Yeah. So whatever that would be the equivalent of. What would be the equivalent of that? Well, like you're you're not oh, for desegregation, but you're Jim. you're kind of you're, yeah, you're you sort of accept Jim Crow, yeah. but you think like obviously lynching is bad and <laughs> yeah. You know, blah, blah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, so, the, the, yeah, the black leagues, the you know, the Negro leagues, that's fine. Like that's what that that's yeah. good that they have that. But you know we right. should just keep it. Yeah, right. that's a, that would be exactly right. It. So yeah. right. So yeah. Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal right. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so and then it, you're sort of thrust into the political thing, and I with with uh, Robinson playing in hmm. in uh, 48, 47? 47, Yeah. Forty seven. Yeah. So. That's that's sort of interesting, I think. But I also am, am, am taken by this idea that that even thinking about sports forces you to think in a theoretical way, even though it's maybe not in, it's not consciously theoretical, and it's not something that you you're not saying, oh, I want to philosophize about football. Right. You just think about, but but I think it forces you to think about even when you're thinking like, oh, what play should be called? Yeah, here. yeah. I think that's a pretty that's a that's a, that is a theoretical turn that you don't really you don't make and and it's interesting because i don't think you make it necessarily when you go to the movies or you watch a television show right you don't say necessarily like oh i think the director should have used a tracking shot here you wouldn't say that during the movie that's only something you say after like i i I agree with that completely like i think that when you're when you're when you're watching it if you if that's if, if you're saying things like that i think that you're not actually in the world of you're the into the movie yeah right yeah right. And, and even afterward i mean mo- i think just your garden variety person doesn't say that about that's a film. True. they're just like yeah. i liked it i didn't like it yeah and then that's it whereas i think one of the things about sports you're constantly saying why didn't they 
they had that key moment. Why didn't they do this one thing instead yeah. of this other thing? You know, so there's con- you're constantly into the yeah. You're forced to think like, what would I have done in that situation? And I think so. I I feel like that's a pretty important aspect of the sports relate. Like it because it, it kind of it kind of cuts that line between passivity and activity. Like it's yeah. a passive thing, mm-hmm. and yet you're actively taking part, not just by cheering, but also by thinking like, what would I do in that? In that situation. Absolutely. I have a quick story that is going to seem like a bit of a distraction, but it's going to um, move. It'll in. turn out that it really is it, just a bit of that a distraction. It, it, it'll turn out that it is. Yeah, no, I saw it. Yeah. When I saw um, Interstellar and IMAX, I was um, like, I, I was in awe of this movie. Like, I lo- I just, I loved it. Like, I was, I was totally yeah. in it. Like, just everything. And when it ended, my, j- my jaw was open. The person sitting next to me, the second that the, the credits closed and there was just like a, like a moment's pause in the music, he just goes, cool. And he stands up and he walks out, and I, and yeah. and I was like, and I was like, how how how? I was like, I was still, I was still thinking about everything. I was thinking about how everything. I was like, I was like, he that was like yeah. he he had a visual representation of four dimensional space and time. And I was I was like, this is like it was like a really cool thing to do and, and yeah. everything. I was but and that anyway. And that, he just said cool. He just said cool and walked away. And right. I think that nobody who is. I would say this, that nobody who's into sports would do that to something that happened to, to sports, like that casually. And, and No, in away. fact, the, your first instinct is to call some, like, we constantly are texting yeah. during sports events, yeah. and I think people are constant. like, and think about if someone texted you during a movie. Like, yeah, right. Are you doing <laughs> texting me? I mean, I'm trying to watch the movie. Right, right, right. Um, so I feel like that's, like, you're constantly doing that. You're like, oh, my God, why didn't they blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, why didn't, yeah. So I feel like that's that's a, that's a great, I had a similar thing happen to me in Titanic, although it's much more embarrassing because I was crying at the end of Titanic. Uh-oh. And some guy just walks right past me. He's like, I can't wait to get out of here. And I'm like, oh, my God, how could you get up and walk? That, how do you, but, yeah, uh, at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's super yeah, funny. Um, but, yeah, but I, I think it does go to this thing. Like, I, I mean, I think sports are on... Um, one of the things we want to talk about is how sports functions uh, ideologically. And I think that sports, uh, particularly in America, this is happening a little bit um, in Europe with advanced uh, statistics uh, in, you know, football, soccer for anybody here, um, like expected goals ratio. Like this is a thing yeah. like, um, you know, um, uh, anyway, but we, we, the, the industry, the, like the ad- advanced metric industry in America is, uh, is booming. And uh, I don't know if, I, I've said this on a, on a podcast here, but it's um, so on the one hand, it's sort of as we're, sh- we're saying it, it makes uh, these sports like inherently like analytical and people have to take up a position like you either take up this position in uh, baseball where you are into like what this is this new thing where um, the right. success of a hit has to do with the launch angle of the ball off of the <laughs> right. bat and the, right. the exit velocity. You, 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 uh, you're, you're either into that sort of thing or you you think this ruins the game as a spectacle and it breaks it down into too many like component atomistic parts and you can't enjoy it. Um, right. And for so that I think is really interesting. But it's uh, the wider import of this is this... Um, I think belief in data and information, which is a totally ideological thing. It reminds me of right. uh, Freud's um, uh, wild psychoanalysis that like information will will cha- will uh, cure the symptom, and right. it's almost right. like if, th- if we get enough information, like what there won't be like bad teams or bad players. Like every sport right. will be perfect. Right. Like we can we can right. reach a state of like 
uh, of, of perfection and appreciating the sport. Anyway, yeah, you want to Right, jump, yeah. right. I mean, it is true. It's fascinating that there's no, like, uh, Sala is not a good soccer player because of the no amount of information that they're able to process about what he does. It's about what he does. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, but I think that's true. And I, all, but I, I think you're exactly right to say that that's one of the ways that this, and I think people who talk analytically about sports today think that they're, theorizing about it right so i mm, think that yeah. and so i think that that you're exactly right that that is the way that ideology today really intersects with sports i mean the more fundamental way i would i would say sure. is that it gets you distracted right that's it's just a distraction yeah, yeah. i mean that's the big thing right mm. like it gets you like think about the incredible amount of time people who don't have that much free time anyway <laughs> spend on thinking about sports yeah. right like they just you know Rather than reading, rather than reading Hegel, they're you know watching a series of football games. You know, yeah. fo like they're getting drunk and watching football <laughs> games. And so I feel like that's I'm not I don't have anything against that, but I I do feel like that's the way that it functions. Mm. It has this ideological function in addition to what you're talking about. In addition to the way that it kind of it functions, like it brings all these like isn't data. I think this is your point. Mm. Isn't data the, the the our ideological way of of accounting for subjectivity today? Yeah, right? yeah. And it, so yeah. sports becomes a like nodal point or symptomatic point for that for that thing. But it, I think it also just even the attention it gets, even the incredible increased, you know, relative. It's like it's it's not. It's supposed to be a. a, a Amusement, and yet it becomes the central thing in a lot of people's yeah. lives. Yeah, no, know? I think that's true. I also th I think that this is exactly the point where it makes uh, sports a vital thing to talk about with theory because it is its capacity and uh, to to act as distraction as bread and circuses that when it can no longer um, paper over the contradiction of the everyday then if yeah. that it becomes the like the theoretical thing to talk about like you yeah. it's very easy to just watch sports and not think in america and not think about um you know the a police indiscriminately killing unarmed black men because they feel threatened right like that's always the excuse right. and then you have football players kneel and you are suddenly confronted with that and now your thing that you engage in like weekly to distract you from this you know even if that is a thing on an unconscious level that that's the reason why you're you're enjoying it like well you can't do that and it it creates a, a sort of a dissonance and that's that's what leads to these sort of thing like they should stick to sports you know like right, like that right. that makes you think that right. sports are apolitical that they are that they are just distraction and they do function this way or they they purport to function this way but i think but that that's what makes it such a important site for actual yeah. theorizing and poli political, you know, thinking. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think that, no, I totally agree with that. I think it's wrong. I think, you know, I have a lot of friends, I think we both do, who are, because they're academic, they never were into sports, yes. and they just, they're yeah. just totally dismissive of it altogether, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I understand that position, and it doesn't, I mean, it makes sense to, like, I mean, Slavoj is just, whenever you ask him about <laughs> sports, he says, he says, I, skiing is so dumb. You go up the mountain and you come down. You should just be happy you're down. And I'm like, well, okay, but yeah. like, all sport isn't skiing and yeah. it's, you know, whatever. They're, you know, so it's a kind of, it's like a, you know, it's a pat yeah. answer. But yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, and, and I know Bedou hates sports too. So there, you know, there's, a, I think it's, there's something about the like theorist being anti-sports that mm -hmm. makes, 
that makes sense. And I do, uh, but but that said, I do. I think I think you're totally right to say that the fact that it's a distraction it makes it the site for something. You know, the, some a challenge to like to to the to the ruling order to to get to make itself manifest. Well, that's why Jackie Robinson is so important in in America. Yeah. Like that's such an important moment in 1947. That well, the important moment. It, well, for there's two. There's one that the Brooklyn Dodgers even sign him and want him to play uh, in the first place. Um, from what we're called, I said this earlier, but maybe people heard. I know we have a lot of European listeners, so um, the, I said this earlier, maybe it didn't make sense. But what we're called officially, quote, the Negro Leagues at the time. So right. they sign right. him, and uh, that's the first thing. And then he's on the field, and Pee Wee Reese walks over to him from shortstop and puts his arm around him on the on the first the, the first uh, game that he plays because people there were some people didn't take right. too kindly to it. You know, like that's another very, very important moment. And then, you know, he steals home against the New York Yankees in the World Series and Yogi Berra goes nuts um, about, you know. So anyway, so that Reese moment is is in. I really like the. Do you like the Jackie Robinson movie? 42? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do. think it's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my kids watched it about twenty five times. Oh, really. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, so that's that's one of these things. I know we we want to talk about this um, as a sport as a site for event, and uh, yeah. and and that's that's one of those. That's one of those things that like we, so civil rights, uh, like it, like it would it was gonna take. You know, from that moment, it was going to take like 21 years to for, uh, you know, for Martin Luther King, like in the fulfillment of, at that point of, of, of re- like really. Fully well, Civil re- Rights Act is 17 years later, right? So it's 64. Yeah. Oh, you're okay. well, 64. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, King is killed in 68. 68. So, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's. So it that that moment. But like, your your begins, point is I'm not I'm sorry no, I just no, no, no. I quibbled about dates and <laughs> your point is correct like it's a long time yeah it's a long time, and I I, I like this idea of like sports as a truth procedure in yeah. Badu's sense of the term yeah, like, yeah. so there are these events and I think in a certain way isn't that why like okay it functions ideologically blah 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 but if it weren't for the eventual possibility of sports i don't think anyone would ever be interested no one would watch and that's sort of the thing with the numbers is it's like um everyone's trying to find the data to like understand maybe even like in a betting scenario like how is this matchup going to play out and the only reason why anybody is interested ever is that you don't know for sure and it's i think that absolutely right yeah absolutely right I, i so i was at this i was at a shiva uh, two nights, three nights ago. Okay. And I know this person would never listen because of what they said to me, so I feel free to... <laughs> I'm not going to give the person's name, but... Sure. Uh, especially because I've forgotten it. But anyway, oh, good for she you. said to me... <laughs> so she says to me, you know, um, if your sons are looking for a sport to play in high school, my son played ultimate Frisbee, and he really loved it because it's not like any other sport, and it's not. there's no jockishness involved, mm-hmm. and no one cares if you win or lose. There's just absolutely no competitiveness. They're just out there to get a little exercise and have fun. Yeah. And I, I didn't say this, but I'm like, okay, that's the worst advertisement I've ever heard for that sport. I mean, yeah. can you imagine? Like, what, what a worse sport to go to as a fan to. Like, the, the, all the players are playing. They don't care who wins. They're just out to get a little... No you know, stakes I whatsoever. Mean, I know. Yeah. I I could go down to the park and watch people walk around the park. I mean, it would be <laughs> incredible. It's like, do you know that I do this when I see people jogging? I like to imagine in my head that um, everyone is either chasing or being chased by someone else. But yeah. there's like a gentleman's really agreement good. that they should never catch up with each other. 
So that's that's how I like that's how I like to think about it. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Well, yeah. anyway, that but sounds that, about as interesting as Ultimate Frisbee, I guess. Right. I mean, but it, I mean, actually, I think it sounds like they probably like playing. But not my <laughs> point, I, 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 but my point is that the whole thing that makes sports interesting is that it has like it has a stake. Right? Yeah. It has there's right. something at stake, and that's what makes it possibly eventful. Like that's what ma- like you, like people jogging around the park can never. The impossible can never happen. Right. right? You're just right. jogging around the park. It's just everyday life. Yeah. And I think sports, because there's this there's a stake that's outside of the everyday, it like rips you out of mm-hmm. your everyday concerns. And I think you're right to say it's political in this other like it also makes people come together with people they otherwise would never come together that with. That is true. Right. Like yeah. as fans of the team, like you're like I'll wear my little Boston Celtics hat around. I was even in I was walking around Dublin, Ireland with a Boston Celtics fan. Yeah. And a guy there was a Mormon handing out the Book of Mormon. Yeah. And or not, I don't think they were giving out for free because I might have taken it, but they were just <laughs> wanting to hand a little leaflet out yeah. and talk to you, you know. And and he goes like, You're a Celtics fan? And like, yeah. <laughs> and so we had a little chat about the Celtics. And then I walked on before he started proselytizing. But I right, thought right. I would never have yeah. even like I would not only would I not have I would have like walked to the other side if he didn't spot my hat and say, you know, <laughs> you're a Celtics so fan, I, yeah. Yeah. So there's a kind of I mean, of course it relies on an exclusion of the people that aren't sure so there's that at work too but i do feel like it does bring that bring people together in the and i think it's all around this possibility of the event right like you're the people that are faithful to that team and thus to the possibility of it doing this impossible or this one person Mm. doing this impossible thing i i like this thing that that you it's almost obviously that, as you just said, that it does rely on on exclusion. But it's sports, and I think this is more American than. I don't think that this this works this way in uh, in England, for example, with football. But the sport identification is almost neutral in a way, like it's like almost like a neutral site of of like uh, of intersubjectivity. Like you, if you like what just happened for you, like you see somebody with a you know Celtics hat, and but you're in a place that's like, but you're in New York. It doesn't matter who that person is. If you would talk to them, like you might, um, you might identify just briefly with that person. You acknowledge the hat or or, or whatever. Right. And I think mm-hmm. like uh, even in the worst of the Yankees versus Red Sox thing here, there was like this was like me growing up, like when it, the Red Sox were like. 80 years, 86 years of losers to the, to the Yankees, like forever, even when that had like, and I was like a Yankees fan in schools in Massachusetts because of my dad. And like, it was just teased like mercilessly at times, but like, there's no violence. There was no, you know, there was no, there's no, no gangs. There's no, like, there's no movie like green street hooligans about, um, like, like American sport violence. And, and I don't, I don't know that I really know why. I feel like part of it is that there are actually so few sports teams here relative to how big the country is. Like in yeah. in England, there are well over six hundred professional and non professional, um, yeah. uh, you know, football teams, and that the the identification is can often be so local and so personal that it, yeah. it's you know it can you know become like a site of of, of violence and you know yeah. a, an, an overflow of, uh, of no it's a know, fascinating yeah. question you're bringing up like is the so what you're suggesting is i think that the bond is not just between with other play other fans of the your own sports team but mm. just among fans as such yes right yeah. like i think that's what you're suggesting yeah. and the only 
thing that I've ever experienced that contradicted that slightly was yeah. I was at a Bengals game in San Diego and there was a Bengals fan who was loud and he got he got, he got beaten up. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. but I do think if you're sort of polite about it, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, so here's, so the boys, we're, we're, we're fans of the team in Cincinnati, the professional football team, the Bengals. And so I would feel a little weird taking them to Baltimore, which is their sort of arch rival. Sure. And that's closer. So Baltimore is closer for us than driving all the way to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And like we were, we went to, so we, I did take them to a game at Buffalo. So they played the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And someone, so Dashiell, the boys were 11 maybe? Yeah, 11. And someone yelled, 12 maybe? <laughs> someone yelled at Dashiell. We were, we were walking away. He had his Bengals hat on. Someone yelled at him, go back to, go back to Kentucky, you inbred fuck. <laughs> And and he turned to me and he goes, "Okay, I know what a fuck is, but what's an inbred fuck?" <laughs> and I That's, said, "Well, it's, 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 he's not exactly wrong, given our family um, heritage." So you know, that's that's uh, awesome. What a, what a great. Um <laughs> like a so point I, of rupture for for your yeah, son. it was a yeah. nice rupture. So, yeah. so, but but maybe that even that's kind of said in 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 sort of. I know. I want to say I good just, fun, no, but not. No, but it's, it's not. not violent, and it's kind of like you know. It's really I mean, they're drunk, but yeah. You know. It's I. I think it's uh, to me. I think that like, or maybe maybe I'm thinking too much of like the the Jerry Seinfeld bit from the '90s that like. Um, the thing with sports is you're not really rooting for pl- the players or the, the people you're rooting for your laundry because, laundry, yeah. you know, cause you know, a player like Johnny Damon, the guy who played for the Red Sox, he, everyone, he everyone loves yeah. him. He goes to the Yankees and everyone hates him because that's yeah. what people, you know, they're rooting for the, the logo or you're rooting for your colors. Right. right? Um, and so it's this kind but doesn't that, isn't that wrong though? I think that's wrong. I, it, I hear people yeah. people repeat that on on talk radio all the time. Yeah, I think that. But I think it's yeah. Go ahead, you defend it, and then I'm going to. Well, no, it. I'm going to give you room for it because I think you're. I think ultimately you're probably right, but I do think that there is the, the. I think that there is something to this naive understanding that like sports offers like a superficial kind of identification that is, um, it's, or I mean again, sports in this American context that we're talking about, like that. It is um, it's permeable and it's changeable, I think, in, in a way it's not it's not fixed. It's like any other kind of like, again, you know, maybe maybe this is a, a way in which like maybe this is a different way of talking about identity politics in America. But like it's there like sport identification is um, like a lot more. Uh, I don't know. Is, is it a lot more? Is it a lot more queer in in a sense than? Yeah, than, well, than, I wouldn't say queer. But, but, I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I think. Go ahead. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I I do think that let's let's think about the way the levels of identification that's sure. being commonly assumed is happening. Right. Sure. So so on the one hand, like the identification with the player mm-hmm. is more imaginary. Um, Kind of imaginary identification. Sure, that's right? great. Like, like yeah. it's just I'm I'm identified with the image, the, the other player as kind of like I see myself in that player, mm-hmm. and then there's this symbolic identification, which I think is with the laundry or with the logo. Mm-hmm. Even the laundry is not necessarily a symbol, but I think it is a symbol, right? right. Like it's a symbol for like I've you, identified, you, and you put something so into like, it to make it mean something, right, to give it consistency right. that it otherwise right. doesn't have. Yeah, and I think that's the Seinfeld theory, and yeah. I think that is the talk radio theory. I mean, yeah. they all think they're clever. They say. 
oh, it's just the laundry, that's all you're rooting for. But I think that's totally wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I think what they're rooting, like, isn't there, now we get to the <laughs> the third category, which yeah. I think is the key one, like, isn't there a real identification as well? Like, there's mm-hmm. an identification with the je ne sais quoi yeah. of the team. And that's the, that's the, that's the where the whole thing is, is disputed, mm-hmm. I think. It's not, it's not like the, la- I mean, no one is that dumb. It's not the laundry. It's yeah. there's, there's a certain thing that's in the team more than the team. Yeah. No, that that's then, just, and that's yeah. why I feel like the the putting the corporate logo on there is so threatening to that, mm-hmm. right? Because that it threatens to to turn that je ne sais quoi into an economic quantifiable number, and then I think that you can really lose that if that's true. Like I think mm. a rollerball is the image of that being lost, where the teams don't even have a really a logo anymore. They're just identified with cor- pure with purely with corporations. That's really know? interesting. I mean, like it's, it's funny that, um, in, you know, and obviously in, in football and in, in England and I mean, and in Europe that the, the corporate sponsor is much bigger than the team logo. Um, Phew, right. And right. there, and I, I mean, I, I'm not sure when that started happening. It wasn't forever. Uh, like it, it, it was maybe, I don't want to put a date on it cause I'll, I'll, I'll sound dumb. But like, I remember like, if you look back at like the, um, the, the like famous Liverpool shirts, they were, um, they were sponsored by, um, crown paints, uh, and yeah. a co- company called just called candy, uh, Carlsberg for a really long time. And I think yeah. that something happens that where the, the, the team, this is, I think is kind of interesting. I don't know what you'd say about this, but there is a point at which like the, the identification with the team becomes greater than the team identification with the sponsor. Yeah. So that like, yeah. like, so there, there's, there's like, if you imagine it as like a, like a, like a graphical war between the, uh, the, the logo, the team, the team logo at, at the top, yeah. like over the heart of the, of the player and then the sponsor, <laughs> yeah. which is over the chest yeah. at some point, the, uh, the logo wins out and you just like, it, it, it takes on a, a, another kind of identification, which is like, I mean, I, I can't remember if, if man, you are still, uh, sponsored by AIG anymore, but like, it like you're just like oh that's a Manchester United shirt, shirt you know and, and, and like, right that's interesting so yeah. the corporate so in that sense it's kind of like a the failure of the corporate yeah thing to commodify it yeah really yeah fully. yeah like it, it does about. I think yeah. it does when it's new and then it well you know what I mean this is, I mean, maybe this is not a proper way of, un, of of understanding the event but it does eventually get uh, subsumed Swept into up. the yeah into the situation or to the or into just to, uh, right yeah. right right yeah, yeah that's what you're saying yeah um I I do think like so we just watched or we didn't just watch it, but um, the, Nadal just won his 11th French Open. Oh, right? yeah. And I was... I did I, watch I, it, so we did uh, kind of. We just weren't texting We did watch it. it. We, yeah. we weren't texting. Yeah. Um, uh, I think what's interesting about that is, I I mean, I I think there's everything to love about Rafael Nadal. I mean, like, to me, he is, like, the personification of doing the impossible yeah. in a sport, right? Like, he, he thinks... So I, I, think, I feel like he's... It's so easy to root for him because of that dimension of his mm. play and... And so, but, but what I wanted to say was he, and this is true of every tennis player, so he's not at all an exception. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the, the exception would be someone who didn't do he's, his body is totally commodified. Yeah. Like it's, it's Nike is everywhere. It's golf. Yeah. This is true in golf mm-hmm. and obviously in r- r- car racing. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's a comedically true. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought to myself as I was watching him, you couldn't imagine someone like, w- does he need any more money? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they put up his career earnings. It's like hundred million something. Yeah. Um, what if someone just said, "I, you know, I don't need to, I don't need to wear a logo. I'm just going to wear a regular shirt." You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. would be 
it, it, we just it's it seems unthinkable. Mm. But that that would be I think it, I mean that seems to me a way that 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 capital has like invaded the world of sport and just made mm. itself totally entrenched there that you can't even think about a team not doing it. And I remember when yeah. the NBA, the basketball league, was thinking about should we put the ads on the shirts or not? Yeah, it, it got the, there was a sense of like w- there's no need to resist it because it's coming no matter what we do. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm a little bit pushing back against your idea that sure. the logo gets subsumed. I think you're right. The specific logo gets cons- subsumed, mm-hmm. but the, the commodification of that, what I would, I want to call that real identification mm-hmm. like that embodied by sort of the team moniker yeah. mm-hmm. that gets, I think taken, taken over by capital. I think it threatens to be taken over. It's, you know what, to support your point in soccer, they just, um, in, uh, in, in England and I'm not sure other leagues in Europe, uh, cause I don't, uh, I don't, I don't watch them throughout the year, but, um, the, there are shirt sleeve sponsors now. So like there, so Western union sponsors, uh, Liverpool. And I know like angry birds sponsors Everton. And it's just on the, like one, shoulder of the shirt sleeve and there are people who were not happy about this and there are people like that this is going to be like oh so what what, like every inch of the shirt is going to be covered in advertisement it's going to be like a nascar person's yeah that's something yeah Yeah. and so it's kind of it it is interesting that it's like whatever pushback there was about shirts being sponsored at all um is largely gone away and now the shirt um sponsor has been accepted and almost as i was arguing it almost doesn't feel commodified at all. But when you further commodify it, it's like suddenly brings back that that threat. And I think it maybe makes you aware of the thing that that like we were saying earlier, that like the, the shirt, perhaps as ideology, like you long accepted the presence of the, the corporate logo. But when you add another corporate logo, it yeah. like it threatens the, the consistency of the thing or it, it you know makes you aware of its inconsistency. Right, right, yeah. right. So that so it, I think it works both ways. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point that it does that there is even in this total corporatization there is the point that you can see the disjunction within that, mm. and and it feels you know you can feel the corporatization or the commodification and and that may and then become aware of it in a way that you otherwise maybe wouldn't. Mm. Right. I mean, I think that's a point. I do want to I want to touch on sure. um, on something on, on what I think I'm going to further move down this line of the event because yeah. I think it's really the key thing. And mm-hmm. we, we often talk about this, you and I together. And so I want to sort of get it wider, but mm-hmm. I feel like that the, or develop it further. I feel like the, that, and maybe you said this, I don't know if I said this, that the, the, the event kind of works in two ways. It can one, one work with, yeah. in the case of like the U S hockey team in 1980, yeah. this miracle, in fact, the the film named after it is called Miracle, mm-hmm. which again I think is pretty. I think most sports movies are pretty good, and I think it's a pretty good sports movie. Um, there's something about sports and cinema that kind of works together. I feel like I think that's I think I think it's totally true. Like, well, it's, you get a movie like again, like you, you can get people. I think it just goes back to the first point, right? Which is you can get people who don't think about civil rights to watch Forty Two or remember the Titans. And right, they'll right. totally like, yes, absolutely. This is great. Right. This, but like but the, they'll be they'll be crying because they're so happy that integration's taking place. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so yeah. so I think that's one version of the of the impossible happening. Mm-hmm. This this team that couldn't or this person you don't think could ever triumph, and then they work incredibly hard and they're able to triumph. 
And then the second thing is the, just the incredible, like this level of domination over the opponent that's just, you just can't mm-hmm. believe it's happening. Like, I feel like this is true of Nadal. Like, yeah. when he's playing in the French Open, you're just like, I mean, he, he injured his finger, and you're like, that's the only way he could be beaten. Like, right. there's no, the, the other player, there's nothing they could do. And I feel like that there's, in both those instances, they're different versions of this impossible happening, but they're nonetheless kind of both at work and, and operational. Did, in the you, sports did you see him team. apologize to the guy at the end? I didn't see that. I'm no. what pretty, I like, so I, because I, I get too um, emotionally invested in, which is in yeah. that there is no such thing like that is in, engaging with sports, but I, yeah. to try to, to put a, like a layer of distance between me and the thing, I usually watch sports with the sound off sound off. Yeah. yeah. And I, so well, with Nadal, you don't hear the constant grunting. That's then. true. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe for tennis, it, it works, but he, I, I was just, not that I'm like a like magic and I can read lips, but he, um, he hugged the the guy, his opponent, and he looked at him and he, I, I he, on his lips, I told you, he said, I'm sorry. Like, and oh, I, and yeah. I know that, um, uh, he could have just been sorry for beating the crap. That's out of what him he said. So he bad. was sorry. That's exactly what he was sorry for. Like uh, th- this guy who plays, the oh, yeah. guy who plays for Liverpool, uh, Mo Salah. He says he does that to defenders. He apologizes if he like it, he's turned them on their backside and they've fallen and he's scored and he apologizes for making them look stupid. Yeah. In in yeah. not a and not like a a jerk ass way where it's like sorry I right. made you look bad, but like really like I'm sorry I did that. Like you know yeah. that's just the sport. <laughs> um, and anyway, yeah. So that yeah that, no that's. A great yeah i think it well it's interesting like that the him saying is sorry he's sorry doesn't that show exactly how kind of or how evental it is because yes. it's it's yeah. it's something that almost happens to him like yeah, yeah, he, yeah. of course he does it he's the one playing yeah. and he hits the shot but it, he's it's, it's almost like a thing is happening to him and he can and he can then he has to deal with its repercussions afterwards yeah and one of those things means i have to sort of apologize to this guy who I just crushed. Yeah, right. right. Who this? Yeah, who he like might not get to another final, and he lost like this, and I can. Or he's I just see, a young. I mean, this the yeah. Dominic team's a young guy. He's kind of coming on, and, yeah. and he felt, and Nadal probably felt like he should have won. He played well. Yeah. He should have won, and he had no chance. Yeah. Which is I, maybe no that's chance. why he apologized. Yeah. yeah, but I think sport. I, the other thing I really like about it, and this is tied to this eventual aspect, is that it asks you to push yourself and when you're playing, and mm-hmm. I also think when you're a spectator, you watch this, push yourself beyond what you could humanly do yes you know like it like oh. you're you're going when you you're you're playing when you're injured the ronnie or, lott story i think is cra- like crazy okay, you tell that okay yeah. well yeah. yeah so this guy who played um safety which is a uh, a position in the football uh, in american football for anybody listening who doesn't know um he broke his pinky in what was it the super bowl or was it a, a like nfc championship game I'm not i sure. don't know this story so you're gonna oh really oh, okay so he it was either a Super Bowl that the 49ers were playing or it was an NFC Championship game. I apologize for getting the details wrong. But either way, he broke his pinky. And he he had it, like, he had it kind of amputated. He had it just taken off, the broken wow. part, so he could keep playing. That's, so they couldn't just tape it to the other finger? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was too bad. And he he got, yeah, it's like, so you can, you can see oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I should probably take a take a second and i can i can um i'm gonna do a little googling to make sure okay, that i'm right about googling. this um I'm, but yeah I'm, i don't want to let's be clear we're not endorsing <laughs> cut off your pinky to finish a football <laughs> no absolutely absolutely <laughs> not yeah. i do think like that's a i mean that seems like a 
that seems like I would not go that far. Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, but, this know, is it. Like, Hold on, I got this. I got, I got okay, it. This got is it, from okay. Wikipedia, which okay. is the best resource. Uh, okay. So um, he had the, the tip of his left pinky finger amputated after the... Ni- oh, after, it was not in, during the game, so I was wrong. After the 1985 season, when it was crushed by running back Timmy Newsom and a bone graft surgery wouldn't have him ready in time to play in the 1986 season. So yeah, that's not as heroic. It's not it? as heroic, but it. Yeah, it, no, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you need. I, here's <laughs> oh what God, I thought. Here's what I think. Here's. Yeah, a, here I have a good one. Actually, yeah, okay, what so do you I got? have a good one. So, so Super Bowl ten, maybe. I think it's the Rams and the Steelers, mm-hmm. and Jack Youngblood, who played for the L.A. Rams at the time, um, broke his leg in the NFC in the championship game right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So and then he had two weeks. They had a two week at the time. Maybe they still do. Yeah, two week layoff before. And and he obviously his leg couldn't fully heal, but he played. He just he played. Jeez. He just said, "I can. I'm going to play." And he played. He had a broken leg. Didn't so and Ti- Tiger like Woods won the, his last major with a broken with leg. With torn knee ligaments. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was torn knee ligaments. I just yeah. read it. Yeah, 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 torn, torn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's and I'm, so that I mean, I, mean, I feel like Jordan there's something. And the fever, right? Like that. You know, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I feel like there's something to that. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's nice is that you could equally say, God, that's so dumb. (laughs) Right. And wow, that's so heroic. (laughs) And I like that it has this both, like, and both are right. Both are right. From the perspective of everyday life, that is really dumb. But when you're in the, like, when you're in the sporting event, you're like, you can't believe a person wouldn't do that. Like, I remember we were at a football, I was playing in a football game my senior year of college, and our best player uh, sprained his ankle, mm-hmm. and he's like, he was a wider receiver. He's like, I'm out. I sprained my ankle. I'm like, tape it up. Man. The game is close. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, yeah. I, I just couldn't believe it. it I couldn't believe the player was a different yeah. logic. Like that's that's yeah, the thing, right. and and that's yeah. why that's why if you that's why if you're like the guy who I was, was sat next to at Interstellar, and you're just like cool, and you walk away, that it, to to sport, you're like, look, this is just a made up game. They're just people. Like, why are they even doing this? They're just which is true. It is which is totally true. Totally, yeah. totally yeah. true. But 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 you're not. You you haven't really submitted yourself to the logic and to the eventual possibility of the game. Then it's right? sort of like the then, it's the non duped air, right? Like that's right. The, that's <laughs> yeah, you know that's you what have I would say. you have yeah. to be duped yeah. by the sport to. Um, you know, to, yeah. to, to, yeah. to, 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 to get it and to see the, well, um, to, I don't know, I guess like the, I mean, the, to see like why, um, you know, football is called the beautiful game, right? Like that's, right. you have to, you right. have to be duped by it. You have to be, you, it's not, so the world cup starts on, I said at the beginning, we weren't going to talk about it, but like the world cup starts on Thursday when at the time of this recording, um, and the, you people probably shouldn't watch because of how corrupt FIFA is. I mean, my God, it's in right. Russia. And and it's like, in Russia. What did yeah, they yeah, do to, the to, to get that? And how many people were killed to get it put uh, to, there, to put yeah. the stadiums together? Right. Yeah, I mean, like what's yeah. going on in Qatar for the next world cup? Like people yeah. have like, um, the environmental abuse. Yeah. That's it's terrible. Horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible. Yeah. And yeah. this is not an, like an excuse for that, but like the, the sport itself, like the, it, it, it is it is it's beautiful like when you when you watch like these people it's it's again like i think there's a point you made about nadal like the the sort of like the play is going through him to like a certain degree is yeah. like you see like uh, 11 people or or maybe even four or five put together uh, or just one like maradona scoring like from his own half against england in 86 like you just see yeah. people do things like like they're unlocking secrets that you didn't even know were were mysteries uh, you know yeah. 
yeah. and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's really I, good. I, I think that to get caught up in that is to like, is, is to really, really get it and to really get the point. There's also the point about the environmental, you know, political and, and like human rights uh, violations that happen. With right. These, but know, I yeah. do think you're I think you're right to say like the, you cannot reduce the one totally to the other. Right. Yeah. Like in, yeah, in a right. certain way, it's like I think there's God, this is a terrible comparison. I probably will regret that I even ever said this, but it's certain <laughs> like it's like a historicist, appro- historicist approach to the wor- work of literature or film. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that you, you say like, oh, wait a minute. That just reflects. the. Right. You know, like Hemingway, like uh, Sun Also Rises just reflects the sexism of the times yeah. and the racism of the times and the mm-hmm. anti-Semitism and, and the, you know, the class logic of the time. And that's all it is, right? Yeah. Or you say like, oh, look, sorry, there's something about Sun Also Rises that actually like challenges and, and, do, and sort of gets out of that logic, even though all that stuff makes it possible. Yeah. But it's still like it's like there's there's a disjunction there because mm. it goes into a different like the aesthetic is a different realm and I think the artist I mean sorry the sportive mm-hmm. is also a different realm right it takes you out of that be- precisely because the everyday concerns are they don't they don't matter as much like yeah. you know, like even it's interesting how like if a fan becomes ill at a sports match everything shifts right yeah. like like. Like all of a sudden you're like, okay, wait a minute. This is a real. This is a different thing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take care of this. But, but at a certain point you're like, okay, get that person out of here mm-hmm. and get back to the, like the game actually has more worth than the sick or injured person at the time. You know, yeah, I feel like, yeah. and that's a ba- okay on the one level that's bad, mm-hmm. but on the other level that's the thing that allows us to see these kind of possibilities that otherwise wouldn't be visible. Yeah. That's great. I think that I think that's totally true. I mean, I think uh, to to your point, I'm not sure if we talked about this and when we talked about Foucault, but no no one who's a historic. I mean, like okay, Foucault's. If 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 we take Foucault's idea about um, like uh, things being like uh, constructed or like or, or, or emerging out of like epistems or 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 like uh, or things even being like the like productions of power that means yeah. as I can't remember if I said in this episode or not but I know I've said to you before that means that his uh, history of sexuality volume one it's just not even that creative or interesting or original that it was an inevitable <laughs> production of right. relations of power right. and, and it's right. like w- w- would Foucault- you have to apply it to the person who's writing it yeah him or herself exactly right? and Absolutely. i wouldn't say right. that about that book and foucault certainly wouldn't no. say it no historicist right. would say that about the book so right. like no, they wouldn't. you know like because that book probably changed their lives absolutely and i mean it really right. did and it really i mean it's like you know i uh I think that, you know, to go back to the previous thing, if you want to get people like Foucault, you probably have them read that book. If, you know, you have them start somewhere else. Uh, but the, if you don't want them to like Foucault, which is right, the, the right, part right. of the, those episodes. Right. But anyway, yeah. yeah, like, so you're right. Like to, to not, to not be able to not reduce the one thing to the other. And this, I mean, maybe this gets to like our, our, our latter half of the, of this or latter portion of the episode that th- it's crucial for thinking with contradiction sports right and i think that is one of the things that there is a a shortage of like uh, especially politically is like what there's nothing that you know the the right uh particularly in america likes to do than to make someone seem like a hypocrite and then it means you don't have to listen to anything that they say that like like contradiction is this thing to be uh to to be to be afraid of is this thing except, that ruins except, ideas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Except, but isn't that isn't that? It's ironic because the greatness of Trump is his ability to contradict himself with impunity. 
right? Right. Right. Like, right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of his. Like, isn't that part of the jouissance factor of being of Trump and and why his support is so solidified? Well, it's exactly. That, but that's exactly why. Like, so this is why people. But I guess on it's the never left, avowed, right? Right. Well, it's, it's not a. Yeah, you're right. It's never avowed, and that's the that's the point. And this is what people like. I, I want to say on the liberal left, not on whatever like actual left is in this country that that going back to one of the first things like like wild psychoanalysis and data collection is that people think especially like your you know your John Stewart's your Colbert's your Trevor Noah's like uh, Bill Maher people think that if you point out the logical inconsistencies in the rights thinking that then you'll win and that's never the point like the point is as you're just saying the point is the contradiction and it shows a failure on the mainstream left to understand how contradiction works against them and make make something more attractive like Absolutely. i and i think you're yeah. right like in sports fandom or sports as such is a I think this is a great point that it's a real a place where contradiction really plays itself out like yeah. i'm in, like i'm a fan of the San Francisco 49ers I hate Black Lives Matter, or I'm indifferent to it. Yeah. And then I have Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem, and then all of a sudden I have to think about all this kind of yeah. stuff that I otherwise didn't think about to yeah. come back to this sort of more, the point that's kind of, that 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 example seems to me a pretty weighty one. But mm-hmm. even in non-political ways, right? Like I think, isn't don't isn't sports sort of forcing us to deal with contradiction? Especially, like, like think about the, Think about American football. To me, it's one of the great, and you and I talk about this all the time. Yeah. It's, a, incre- it's like a total socialist enterprise. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is, which is yet, it's a huge money maker. Absolutely. Only because it's a socialist enterprise. And like everyone if it supports wasn't that. socialist. Yeah. If it, and if it, but if it wasn't socialist, it would be the mo- it would be terribly boring to watch, mm-hmm. and it'd be like American baseball. Yeah, like yep. American baseball is too capitalist, mm-hmm. and so it has other problems. Of course, it's sure. slow and both. Yeah, but that's the main problem is it's too capitalist. Like yeah. there's 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 winners and there's terrible losers, and there's no there's no parity. There's no mm-hmm. there's no f- interesting competition. But the NFL has competition, right? Because it has a social like it has the draft, which is the. Mi- Incredibly socialist mechanism where the, the, the last become first and the first become last. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like Christ wrote the draft guide. <laughs> I mean, that's excellent. And then, and then, and then the, and then, and then the other, you know, the, and then the salary cap. So they the have a certain cap. amount. You and can the spend union, and then, the union has tremendous power and sway, like power, maybe more right. than any other union in America. Yeah. Well, the, I think the NBA players probably have maybe the most. that's true. Yeah, because yeah. I think that well, right, because they can make more. They make all. They make, and they're, they're, they're few of them. Few of them right? Yeah, that, right. And that's the advantage. They're, mm-hmm. they're fewer. The, yeah. the contracts in the NFL aren't guaranteed no. because they are afraid that if they have a guaranteed contract, they won't play as hard getting their head bashed in. Yeah, which probably, right, which is also... Probably true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, cr- yeah it's crazy. Like uh, the... the you know, this is this is one of my my big things and one of the reasons why, why we did this episode is that like I think your... Um, your uh, racist uh, Trump voter who is a big fan of uh, the NFL. I'm not going to pick a Southern team because that's like the, the great uh, North South, um, uh, you know, bias thing showing, but like, I mean, also probably, but the, they totally support the idea of revenue sharing. They totally support salary cap. They totally support the draft. Like these are all things that, again, that as political concepts that these people would be against, they would be against what, what universal, um, 
uh, like healthcare or universal, healthcare, um, right. universal, um, uh, I can't even basic g- income, basic income. Right. Right. I, yeah. I repressed the term because it's impossible <laughs> here. Right. So like they would be, be against that, like, you know, welfare for all things, but they get it for sport because if yeah. you don't have those things for football, then the people who it's just like baseball and baseball is getting, trying to get better at this with the luxury tax thing where you can't just have the, the teams that pay the most for players to have the highest uh, possible cap that can absorb the, the most amount of financial hits. If you have if those, if you allow that, then there's just going to be like two or three good teams who ever have a chance at all. And even when you have a, like a football dynasty, like the Patriots, they still lost to the giants and they lost right. this past year to, you know, second string quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they definitely should have lost one of the two Super Bowls against the, the Seattle Seahawks or um, against the Atlanta Falcons, you know, but, but they're, you know, this sort of like Tom Brady magic and, or failures on the other team. But so this sort of like sports event thing, but everybody supports that. Like there, there's not, these people who want to um, take away welfare for real people, you know, calling up uh, like uh, conservative radio. These are the same people who utterly support um, the, the wealth sharing that goes on in NFL because they realize that 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 sort of fairness makes the product more enjoyable. And it's interesting. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if you would want to connect this to the fact that sports writers and sports talk radio tends to be lefter, if I can use it, more to the left. I do think than, that's true. Than regular talk radio. I think that's. I think it totally yeah, true. It's 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 really kind of stunning. Like mm-hmm. you, because because you know like when you grow up in high school, the kids that are into sports are not exactly the smartest or the most left leaning political kids. In fact, the opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. It's usually their conser- Their parents are conservative. They're conservative. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I played. So I played football in college at a, at a very liberal school. Mm-hmm. And the, all the football players were united in their conservative, except me and maybe one other guy, yeah. in their conservatism against the rest of the school, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, And I think that's not uncommon. I think everywhere I've ever been, the athletes tend to be more conservative. Mm-hmm. And yet sports writers and people that talk about sports, there seems, there seems to be much more of a leftward bent like a kind, mm-hmm. than... than Ordinary talk radio, and I mean, maybe that's partly because ordinary talk radio is so conservatively dominated here in the United States. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I think there is something about the sports thing that that opens up this kind of political. It, it is interesting because, like, for to have some to have a, um, a conservative voice be the sports voice is is a thing. Like, like it as in it it seems odd like there were people who did a morning show one of the two uh major sports uh stations in uh in boston and they were well-known conservatives and they always made things about conservatism and and like that was like a thing like you listened to that show if that was if that aligned with your politics and i don't think that they do i don't know if did if dennis and callahan still do the morning yeah show, i know who they are yeah, yeah right right so that was like that was their thing um and i think and you know uh mike francesa the big guy in new york like you know he's definitely like a uh, conservative uh leaning um and and it, it's again it is it's, it's kind of funny how it ends up being surprising like like it's surprising belichick right. wrote remember bill belichick wrote this note to trump to Trump, to yeah. and, and I was shocked by it. I thought it was a. I thought actually it was forged, like I thought it just was faked. Yeah, 
but it was like, I just yeah. couldn't believe you would have done it. And then, but it turned out, I mean, the NFL is a little like the, the players tend to be more, the white players at least tend to be more conservative. The owners are incredibly conservative. Right. Right. And the, I mean, look, all owners are probably in every sport are probably conservative because they're, you know, they're rich, right? Mm-hmm. Not they want, be, they want control over profits yeah, and, yeah et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, like they understand yeah. to the degree that like, um, like social justice issues, they don't give a fuck. Probably. Because yeah, they're just not. like, they're like, whatever. Yeah. Like racism, bad, I guess. I don't care. <laughs> well, but it depends. I mean, isn't that the thing? Just don't get in the way of me accumulating. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's their view. That, I think that's know? true. I mean, I think that's... Like the Starbucks guy that's now going to run for president. Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like his, he just doesn't want, like he wants accumulation to keep going. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, these social, let's, let, let's solve the... You know, I, I read an interesting thing that said... And I think this is the position of Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA, too. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of these, the, sort of the more liberal owners, their position is always, let's be progressive on social issues and then, right. like, tyrannically conservative <laughs> on, or libertarian on right, economic right. issues. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading this thing that said, that's the position of 5% of America. <laughs> that is, economic, you know, liberal, mm-hmm. like, economic libertarian, yeah. and socially socially liberal like yeah like that five percent of people agree with that and it doesn't it's not surprising right because the people that i mean the more the the position that it's interesting is the position that i don't think anyone in sports takes up and which is would be the most popular one it's funny that no one takes up politically would be socially conservative and economically progressive or socialist Mm. yeah you know like that would be the (laughs) i guess there's a there's a precise name for that philosophy which is national socialism <laughs> 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 which is probably why no one takes probably it why up, no one takes it up yeah of course even it wasn't even true of hitler though no. right like he wasn't no, a, no, i mean no. so uh, like the economic like he was hitler was fine for business so yeah. that the, the, i mean it really it's interesting that that has been a position so seldom taken up when it's it's like a ripe position to really yeah occupy. I, I mean that's but, the but that's, anyway. that's why you get like the i mean I, I I remember re- I read this uh, I'm not sure where uh, to what website to attribute this to but like if you look at um, many po- many left policies are majority supported like apparently universal right. background checks on guns are like that's like a left policy that's that's like the last like big poll was 86 percent of people yeah and it's incredible it's incredible yeah. you know 52 percent of people. Uh, or 54 maybe like support uh, universal health care there's even some yeah. growing support for universal um uh welfare you know and basic income that kind I, of thing but it's like i feel yeah, like go it's good no no no, no, no you, I, was, you I was gonna in. say i feel like it's exactly like this point about sports yeah. right like you can't like the identification is around like the the where the person's enjoyment is mobilized yes. is not around the specific data points yeah. right it's a, or the specific questions it's a, it's about the whole like this thing that is in like is a je ne sais quoi it's like mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but that's what i might and mm-hmm. i said and i think that's where it seems like to me that's where sports really has something to teach us both about contradiction mm-hmm. in a way but also just about the way that the power of that identification works mm-hmm. and so the way people could be like i'm for universal background checks but i'm going to still f- follow slavishly this party that is fighting against it tooth and nail, right? Because right. I ha- I'm identified with it in some, in some certain way. way. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't know, I almost think that there, that kind of enjoyment, you can see the way that it's mobilized in sports better than anywhere else. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
Yeah, like mm-hmm. like how like how can it, it's well, it's the same. It works. It works in both ways, right? Like, well, like sir, we were talking earlier. Like, how can you be? How can you be like a like a like a socialist um, and also uh, support a team in this league that uh, you know is g- gonna force people to stand for for national anthems or or or, or, or right. like or right. basically no, or just point. lays right. down to the the like the most like right fascistic president the United States have ever well, had right, right. not yeah. that but then also the way that it sacrifices young men's lives for yeah. the sake of the enjoyment of the spectator right, right? like this yeah. their their heads are destroyed and they're you know they're concussed and their or their their heads are you know they're 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 suffering from brain disease from you know mm-hmm. right their, and then their, it, their career so and it works the I other way like how can you care about the players when you support a you know like how can you support your right. team when you yeah. support this thing that happens that you're right like it's, yeah it, i know it's a, the, i so i think you're right it doesn't just force people on the right to face contradictions mm-hmm. it forces people on the left maybe even more so like i constantly am bombarded with questions like how can you possibly be a football fan yeah and you know, I think it's a tough question. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel like I don't have a great answer. I mean, the only thing I would say is everything that every human achievement requires sacrifice, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, it's not, there's not like a great thing people do that they just come out of it unscathed. Like, I know a, mm-hmm. I know a violinist in the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, and she, she, <laughs> she's debilitating like lifelong debilitating injuries just from playing. And she says it's ubiquitous among the yeah. players. In the, hmm. And I'm like, well, what instrument would really can get you through without debilitating injuries? She goes, percussion. She said, have your kids go to percussion. That'll That's be, you know, <laughs> they can just bang on the timpani a little bit. And oh, that'll be man. fine. But every other one, like she has like chronic, you know, like jaw, chronic neck things that are just, you know, it's just, so it's a life of pain. The guy and who, it's just from the guy who played, violin. yeah, from best from violin, the guy who played guitar for Megadeth developed, uh, um, uh, carpal tunnel, like really, really bad. Dave Mustaine, I'm not sure he can play guitar anymore. So, I mean, yeah, look, like, okay, <laughs> those things aren't as bad as people have, you know, brain injuries. getting brain, dis- yeah. yeah, brain injuries yeah. and they can't, they, they kill themselves when they're 50. I mean, yeah. clearly those aren't, but I, the only thing I would say about football is it could easily, the head injuries could be totally taken out very easily. Yeah. I feel like, you know, yeah, like, I think that you, well, mm-hmm. I mean, not, not to offer policy. Like, I think that you, I, I mean, for one, well, what is it? Well, what were you going to say? Like, like you? I was just going to say you make any hits with the head illegal, and then it's it it's solves the problem totally. Yeah, like you just yeah. I don't think that's even a yeah. So, but they don't want to. It's the question is whether they want to do it or not. But right, right, anyway. yeah, that's right. Anyway, on the on the practical policy suggestion, maybe we should <laughs> <laughs> we should come to an end. Oh yeah, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought that I think that we uh, we got all You've given all our basic points out. Okay. All right, Ryan. Good talking to you. Yeah, good talking to you too, Todd. Okay, over and out. Over and out.